0: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life, it's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen.
2: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where it's fucking Saturday and we don't give a shit. Chaos. Hello. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Today we are joined by fucking powerlifting goddess, wonderful person on TikTok, Badass bodybuilder, the the epitome of using tiny tools to get the fucking job done. Um, Alex Edwards, how are you?
0: Good morning. I'm good today. Thank you. Did you did you text the people on Instagram that use the hamster tools to make <laughs> stuff to find your mixer for your pre workout videos? Have you seen those where they do like the tiny burritos for hamsters?
1: No, that's so oh, dude. <laughs> whole
0: whole world of Instagram you're about to learn about.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole when we're
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> so our I hamsters, was welcome to me. <laughs> <in
2: this kitchen. laughs> we not only not only do we talk about poop a lot, we talk about tiny and tools poop. and hamsters. Yeah. It's great, fucking yeah. wonderful. Welcome, at
0: people. Whatever. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, you put out a really great video about progressive overload, and we were like, "All right, here's our excuse to have Alex on the podcast." Yes. So today, we're going to talk about progressive overload because it seems like. When people have questions about fitness, um, their biggest questions aren't always, well, should I eat this or should I do that? It's like, how do I structure my programming? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. You know, there's a million different mantras. You see them on social media. You've read about them if you've you know read any books about fitness. Um, and it's honestly kind of, you know, there's cut and paste for people to a point, but then yeah. you have to, like, custom work it. And when it comes to the custom working part, people are just kind of like, well, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. So um, this is why Alex is here. If you've not (laughs) met Alex before, hello, me, Alex. She's a badass. Um, But yeah, so let's talk about progressive overload. I want to talk about how just in general, it works for the general population of people going to the gym, why it works for you as a figure competitor. And then some of the, we're just going to talk about dumb shit. We're going to do mean tweets today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the podcast, we're doing mean tweets, except for it's TikTok comments. So... (laughs) Yeah. We're going to lightning around that shit later.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Um, So let's start off with like what just basis like layman's terms. What the fuck is progressive overload?
1: Well, dude, here's the thing. There are lots of different ways to track progressive overload. But if we look at it in its basis form, it's just doing a little bit more this time than we did last time. That's it. Boom. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think that the, uh, the way that you broke it down in your video, like because... the thing that I always run into with people when I, when I say progressive overlive, like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm just going to keep adding, um, weight every single week. Yes. Yes, But but (laughs) what's the but of that question?
1: Well, the but is, is that eventually, you know, I'm not going to be able to, let's say that you're in a gym that's got 150 pound dumbbells, right? In increments of 10, that's like what, 15, I don't know, math. (laughs) There,
0: yeah. <laughs> we don't like it here either.
1: It's okay. <laughs> a whole lot more than just 15 weeks of picking up a new set of dumbbells um, right. to, to get there. Um, and and so really, that's when we have to start nitpicking about things like tonnage or mm-hmm. just adding a rep or mm-hmm. even improving our biomechanics just mm-hmm. a little bit. Like Those are all forms of progressive overload that are often overlooked because strength and growth are not linear. It's okay. only it's more of a like curve. And yes. upside down, what's what's that what's that? Again, we're in math here. <laughs> is it inverse is yes. that what it is? Yeah. Is it the inverse? Yes. I don't know. i
0: never took stats cuz I was I failed out You you know
2: what twice. it looks like on a graph. Yeah. Just envision yeah. <laughs> that. I think that it's uh so when I initially was introduced to progressive overload, I literally just had the assumption that uh I would do, you know, even if you're at a 15 rep scheme, like, which is kind of high in my opinion, excuse me, uh, which is kind of high in my opinion, but people assume like that. I feel like they assume that you shouldn't be struggling at all. It's like, well, no, you should be. The reason that you're going up in weight is because you were struggling to get to your last rep. And then next week you want it to be even harder, if not to failure.
0: Yeah. But people think that the progressive overload part is the actual weight and not exactly. the stress that you're putting on your body. And that's, that's the thing that they miss. If we're going to talk about shit, that's not going to get us trending on TikTok this week, this is what's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like progressive overload is, is time under tension. It that's the progressive overload part, people tend to lose. The they focus hit. on the number. Yeah. And it's, The number can be important. I mean, if you're training for that, the number is absolutely important. However, if you're just training to move better and feel better, your biomechanics are going to be the most goddamn important thing of that whole situation. Right. And I don't care if you do body weight stuff, if you are, you know, a fuck around bodybuilder on the weekend, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Your biomechanics need to be on point. And I feel like any athlete at any level that is serious would tell you
1: the same thing. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent.
2: Yeah. I think that uh, the way that you really broke it down, um, like, spoke to me a little bit because I was like, I I always struggle with, like, how to explain it to people. So could you, like, if people haven't seen that video, can you kind of break down exactly what you did in that video? Because it was, like, fucking perfect.
1: (laughs) You're talking about the footage video, right?
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Yep. So somebody had asked a question about doing dumbbell bicep curls with 10s and then going up to 15s. And so with the 10s, they were doing four sets. And with the 15s, they were only doing three sets. But if you multiply the sets by the reps and then multiply that by the weight, whether it's the 10 pound or the 15 pound, then you can kind of figure out if you truly are lifting more this week than you did last week. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is even something that I use like when I'm in prep, really deep in prep, like I start to lose strength. And so, rather than focusing on like maintaining, picking up the same dumbbells week to week, sometimes I'll be like, oop, well, I guess I need to add a set so that I can at least match my tonnage Mm -hmm. to last week. And that's how
0: you maintain muscle when you're on a cut for a bodybuilding competition or a figure competition, which we
2: will dive into
1: because I don't, I
2: think that uh... that's
0: another thing that people totally don't understand. Prepping for a bodybuilding competition is (laughs) some next level, like, Not even bullshit. It's just the discipline Discipline. required, and the fucking willpower of everybody I know that's ever done a competition is like y'all are built different, and I fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. I'm not that way, but I love watching people that are built that way.
2: Yes, absolutely. I think that uh, uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But like the the progressive overload thing. So um, when you're looking at like your rep schemes or whatever you've been prescribed, if you're working with a trainer. And you're like questioning, well, okay, I'm coming down in sets and my reps are going up a little bit and I'm still at the same weight. Okay. Well, you're still progressively overloading because like Alex just mentioned, you're going off of tonnage. At the end of the day, the total tonnage for your day is the thing that is the progressive overloading. Okay. So like a lot of times you'll start out with either your reps are probably lower And then as you go on, you're either adding a set and your reps are coming down, but you're adding more weight. Either way the end tonnage of your day is the thing that is the progressive overload.
0: So like just as a quick personal trainer anecdote for a client that I have. So we do, we do a combination of things with her because she likes CrossFit, but she also wants to be super strong. Mm -hmm. Um, So like squats this week were like 80 or 85%. So she had five by fives. That's very different than if she was at 60 or 70% where I would give her four sets of 10 to 12. Like um, that is like practical application. How like if your trainer is manipulating your sets and your reps like that. And you're like, well, the weight's more, but why am I doing less reps? Because the weight's more.
2: It's it's the weight's more. (laughs) Exactly. So like anytime, especially I feel like with uh, like powerlifting, I just came off of that powerlifting um, segment of my training that I was doing. And you'll find your one rep max, for example, Mm -hmm. and then your, those percentages is what you're working off of your one rep max. You're working off the percentages of that. And some weeks it would be four sets. Other weeks it would be three, but that percentage is incrementally going up. Yes. The reason (laughs) that, like, one week you might do what's, for example, uh, you'll do three reps with a lot of times, RIR, by the way, is reps in reserve. So you are trying to put yourself under tension and you're almost essentially like warming up at that point. To what they're going to be asking you to do for the remainder of your sets. Um, And even if your sets are coming down and stuff like that, they're asking you, typically, to ascend. So you are going to start off with whatever, your basis for that day. Let's say it's a squat. So you're going to do 80% of your one rep max with three reps left in reserve. That's basically a warm-up set is what they're asking you to do. Get your fucking body used to this shit. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to like you said time under tension they're going to ask you to add more fucking weight as you can if your form if you, is yep. good
0: form breakdown is the sign where you should not be adding more weight and if anybody yes. tells you otherwise you should not be hiring them to be your coach
2: <laughs> no yep um it's it's always under the impression that your your uh form is correct yeah but that's Basically, Biomechanics. yes, <laughs> we're
0: back at it. again. Hello. Um. Yeah, no, like and the other thing is, too, if especially if you're looking at your own training, because everybody always compares how their training looks to other people, because yeah. that's just how we are. We're all training differently. You could tell them all that. They don't care. They're still going to compare their shit to other people's shit. Yeah. You also have to remember that there are other accessories and things that are programmed before and after these movements that you have to have energy for. So, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you five by fives on an 85 percent squat day. But then I'm also going to have you do thrusters or yeah. box jumps. Or something else that's also going to tax your legs. So you might still have shit left in the tank after you do your big lift, and that's mm-hmm. okay. That's the point. You're yep. supposed to get through the whole workout. Yes. Like the, you're you're doing the whole thing. You don't get to just go to the halfway point for the lift you want and then fuck off. Exactly. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> if you want to keep progressing. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm nobody's fucking mother, but like, if you don't, <laughs> if you if you don't show up and do the shit, how are you going to expect to get the reward?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. It's, it's, I think that it's, I, I feel like I talk about this every fucking episode now, but like the reason that I thought it would be good to like, just kind of get nerdy about progressive overload one is because I think it's one of those like fancy things. that's just like thrown around now. It's like become like one of those word like the key terminology. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Nobody will take the time to actually explain to people like what what that actually means and what that looks like for an individual person. Because
0: you can't make money off of people's confusion if you tell them how to do the thing, Sasha. <laughs> we both know the answer. Ah, is. We're fuck. marketing. <laughs> we have marketing degrees. Partially, like I'm so I sorry. Mean, oh, like the my marketing brain is on fire constantly <laughs> when I go to Fit Talk, dude. Like yeah. I'm not going to name names, but y'all know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh. there's
2: there's yeah. <laughs> There's some people out there. I don't know how we got, you got on our FYP, but like super glad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I don't know how the cosmos linked us together, but goddamn, like we've got quite a few people that like will message us and be like, Hey, thanks for actually talking about this. Cause it feels like when we talk about it, nobody wants to listen. it's like, well, if you look at our view count, nobody wants to listen to us either. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah no i i totally feel that because it's like anytime you start talking about like practical application or hey guys like you're really overcomplicating this shit then it's like "Mm, keep scrolling keep scrolling and it's like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how to make this sexier for you it's not as complicated as people want you to think yeah
2: yeah and i feel like we're like a lot of the information out there is just adding like undo fucking stress to people's lives like it's already it's it's not fucking complicated shit but it's been so convoluted because of the nature of people
0: and just like again we talked about this last week but the principle of undoing bullshit is so much the mountain to climb to undo a fucking lie is so much higher than the mountain to make the lie in the first place which is nothing yeah um and i i tell my husband every goddamn day that we live in idiocracy like we have supercomputers <laughs> in our fucking pockets and we think that peanut butter is going to give us cancer. Like, are you fucking kidding me?
2: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that it, it's, it's just, it's really difficult. I, I feel like we've, we've landed in this little happy place, like happy medium place where we've got, you know, folks like you um, and we have, you know, Beth and Matt and Beth like and Matt uh, and button, several yeah, other yeah. people that are actually like doing the thing. And like, educating people with the amount of fucking sighting that you have to do like I, and i think that that's super important it but is
0: it's 100 if you don't
2: shoot yeah. people in the direction of like okay i'm saying this because this has been proven and here are the studies like people don't necessarily want to go and fucking find that shit out and that's and seek fine it for themselves
0: but like we're not saying anything that no one else has said before like we mm-hmm. all the fitness community certified personal trainers you know certified coaches we're all pulling our information from the same fucking scientists like right. so you you have the same base information but then you get these people like continuous glucose monitor fucking jagoff guy oh my um, god then, <laughs> i'm not even gonna fucking name his name because i don't remember it and i don't care but <laughs> i ate bacon and my blood sugar didn't spike because you didn't have a motherfucking carb bro exactly Brother in yeah. Christ, you need to have carbs, and that's why your blood sugar reacts because that's your body metabolizing the fucking carbohydrates. Yeah. Ah!
2: Yeah.
1: How do Strangle you, people on the internet, how do
2: you approach like kind of <laughs> tackling some of that stuff when you are posting things?
1: Oh, you know,
0: I, exactly. everyone's approach is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah,
1: it is. You know, I try to post stuff that I enjoy watching and one of the things that I found is that and this is no shade to other creators, but I don't enjoy consuming the stuff where they like stitch um other creators who are making yes bullshit claims, but then they just like read them to filth and they're like borderline cruel to them. You know, yes. I enjoy consuming that. So I don't wanna create stuff like that. So yeah. very Rarely do I create that, that kind of content? I, I, I'm not saying I don't cause sometimes I get a bug up my ass, but don't we all, <laughs> but I try to just like put things that are either on my mind or like conversations that I've had recently with clients at the gym or like mindset conversations I've had with other bodybuilders. Like I just try to take those and wrap them up into one minute. Um, and, and that's really the basis of my content.
2: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, We talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year, to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, And BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, You can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session, so you won't ever have to sit In an uncomfortable waiting room, no one likes those, Um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before, too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to, um, and talk through some things. It's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit com. That's H-E-L-P slash M-T-K. Um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash MTK. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out BetterHelp, that's hel pcom slash MTK, and get 10% off of your first month today. Yeah, and I, I think that, uh, one, that keeps it engaging, but but two, that sets you apart a little bit. Like I could literally just like go and like binge watch your page just because it is. It's consum- can and have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's consumable, but it's also entertaining at the same time. Yeah, like, you're when you do the let's so. go to let's go to fucking
0: kindergarten class for you know protein. <laughs> like fucking genius, by the way. Um, but it's one thing to be informative. It's another thing to be informative and humorous. Yes. and not a lot of people can
1: cross that and make yeah. that Venn diagram.
2: So. Pass yes. off to you
1: they, <laughs> they, they asked me to do an explain like I'm five and I almost didn't post the first one because I was like <laughs> "condescending." does this sound condescending <laughs> I mean I don't think so to explain to a five-year-old you have to be very
2: yeah yeah like, for sure.
0: very cut and dry like yeah so <laughs>
2: <laughs> talk to us a little bit about how you got into the bodybuilding space and like what that journeys looked
0: like for you
1: Um, I became a bodybuilder on accident. Um, (laughs) I I became a power lifter on accident too. So I was just, I had gotten to a place where I was like overweight and I was like, okay, I need to lose weight. The answer is the gym. Right. So I started starving myself and doing cardio. Um, but where the cardio was placed, I could see the weight room. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, that chick's got a nice back. I want to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, this is when there was only like bodybuilding.com. There were no YouTube channels or Instagrams or anything.
0: God, the early days of fitness internet like were so weird and scary mm-hmm. and like th- not, not, a, not an ad, but shout out to bodybuilding.com forums for fucking saving my life for the first three years of my fitness yeah. career. <laughs>
1: like, for real. Dude. For real. But yeah, so they had like a basic template for like a bikini bodybuilder, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna do that. And so like I started kind of playing around with weights, and eventually I got to a point where I had enough like financial stability that I could afford to take some classes and take some like, um, you know, some structured workouts and and shit like that. And they were like, wow, you're kind of strong. You should try powerlifting because one of the trainers was a powerlifter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then uh, I went and got a gold medal, and I was like, wait, I like winning. I want to do more. <laughs> so you know i did a few meets got a few meets under my belt and then i was headed to nationals in 2018 um but my fucking husband proposed
2: oh fucking dick
1: what an asshole (laughs) oh the halloween wedding which is the real crux of the issue here um so we (laughs) are kindred halloween (laughs) spirits (laughs) by the way yes yeah just found a new Halloween cup yes! yesterday. I was just telling Sasha Target's starting to put their hide and shit up on their, their
0: website. And I'm fucking here for it.
1: Yes. Um, but yeah, so my wedding was scheduled two weeks before nationals. And I was like, man, I can either focus on a on a powerlifting prep or I can plan a wedding. But like, I don't think I can do both. Yeah. So dropped out of that, got married, blah, blah, blah. And then um, at the end of that year, my husband was like, I really want to do a bodybuilding show. It's been a lifelong dream. Like, And I was like, okay. And like 20 minutes later, we had like client intake questionnaires in our email inbox. Because that's just the kind of person I am. Let's fuck (laughs) Right. (laughs) Scout. We did our first show in 2019. And I really fucked up my reverse. And I was like, well, I can't quit now. Like, I at least got to fix this before I quit. Mm -hmm. Um, Because once again, I'd like put on a ton of weight. I hated the gym. And I I needed to fix that. Um, And then I did. That was probably the only good thing that came out of COVID for me, honestly, uh, because I had that year to like not prep and I had access to my own facility. And, uh, you know, then it was just like, all right, last year went really well or reverse really well. And now I'm just in it, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: No, seriously. It's a, I think that that's the one thing that. I think that we try to stress to people all the time is like find the thing that you enjoy doing everyone's like what's mm-hmm. the best workout the one you'll keep showing up for yeah
0: one that you yeah. like honestly if you like pilates if you like then do pilates calisthenics fucking yeah. do it like do what do what you're gonna show up for every day
1: the other thing too I- the pilates though because that, that's been like a little TikTok tock pilates is the best thing ever thing recently mm-hmm. it's not
0: the best thing ever but it is like sneaky torturous
1: to your muscles it is. But also people are people like, look at these girls who are all are also doing spin classes and also lifting weights and also going to Pilates and also, you know, monitor their diet. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to get a body like that by doing three Pilates classes a week. You're not
0: going to get jacked by doing Pilates. Sorry to tell you that those girls that are jacked doing Pilates also lift weights. You know, was, the only way you're going to get jacked is by lifting. I weights.
2: think a, that's a actually really good question, because how do you specifically combat when people will come in i I know it's inevitable somebody's coming into your comment what do you eat (laughs) what do you eat drop the workout plan and when people are asking that they're asking it because they think that if they do those things and eat that way that that's what they're going to look like can you kind of explain how you combat that kind of stuff
1: i'm always personally happy to drop a workout routine because sure try it out you might like it you might hate it yeah um I'm always hesitant to share. I always show what I eat, but I never talk about how much. I didn't in prep, I didn't when I was in my bulking phase, and I won't now. I'll never share exact amounts, but I like to show what types of food I eat because like I do the baking with a bodybuilder segment and like I've gone out to eat and brought TikTok with me. But like the basis of my diet stays pretty consistent, you know? So I'm I'm always happy to show that like the consistent ingredients in my meal plan or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to like the comparison game, I also like to have frequent conversations about, and I just posted one the other day where I was like, yo, we could be taking the same gear. We could be doing the same workout routine, eating the same amount of food, sleeping the same amount every night. And we're never, ever, ever, ever going to look the same Yep, ever. Um, so I just try to like keep That consistent messaging across all of my content.
0: Which is super important because it is so... Predatory is the word I'm going to use because I think it's a pretty apt description of fitness spaces on Instagram and TikTok Mm -hmm. because someone's always trying to fucking sell you something. And it's like, yes, our job is based on selling you things. Hello, we're broadcasters by profession. We haven't been shy talking about this the entire time our podcast has existed. But like we we talk about things we actually use, things that we've used forever, like. We're not, you know. Yes, we sell workout programs. I sell personal training and nutrition mm-hmm. coaching. But like, I'm not out there hounding people, scaring them into buying my product. Yeah, That's I think the that difference.
2: I, I feel like I'm constantly just repeating myself over and over and fucking over again. But if you mm-hmm. don't keep saying the same stuff,
0: people won't. Over listen. and
2: over and over again. Eventually, somebody who either needs to hear it or hasn't heard it before is going to hear it. Yep. Like yes. I, I won't, I'll post like a, a meal prep video on my personal account, but I won't post what I, what, what I eat in a day videos, because I feel like that's just like furthering that segment of people who are like, okay, well that person eats that in a day. And, and we talk about this all the time on the podcast, like even the three of us in this conversation right now, even if we were doing the exact same thing you are, even if we were eating the exact same way you do. One Both Sadie is seventeen feet tall. Jacks most. I'm five <laughs> seven and I'm pretty sure that you're a little bit shorter than me.
0: I'm five ten. I'm not that tall. <laughs> I'm short for an American, but I'm tall when I go to Puerto Rico. But even if we were
2: all doing that same fucking thing, like I'm not gonna look like you at the end of the day. I'm mm-hmm. gonna look like what I look like. So right. I think that it's really important to keep that conversation going because at the end of the day, you have to fall in love with the meat suit that you inhabit. Like you just have to, you have to accept the fact that this is what your body looks like. I had to accept at a, at some point in my life that my thought, I'm I'm always going to be a lower body chunk. Like I'm cool with that now.
0: Now you can smash watermelon.
1: (laughs) Right.
2: Like (laughs) Like, it's fucking tight to be able to do that now. Right. It's like,
1: wait, have you guys actually smashed a watermelon? No, I want to I so to, bad.
0: I need to get back into lifting. I've been like my <laughs> knee. I'm at least walking again now post surgery, but uh, I I had some muscle atrophy in my left leg. I got to fix before I could start smashing watermelons. Have but, you? Yeah, I no, want.
1: Oh, scared to try. What if I? What if I can't? <laughs> i i know right
0: i know no no same we should do same. a live we should we, do a live where we
2: try to we smash all get watermelons. watermelons yes and then we try to smash them yes but i, I think it's like super important
0: that you need a big watermelon yeah because they prop the more they're more hollow inside and they're yeah. bigger but they're technically less dense yeah yeah, yeah. That's my theory.
1: Sure. but it could be really wrong so don't listen to me
2: <laughs> I- <laughs> hey. <laughs> coming coming soon to me had test kitchen we're fucking smashing watermelons with this our is the legs. content you've asked yes for. <laughs> um <laughs> but I, I do think that it's super important to also continue that conversation of like you just got to fall in love with yourself one you have to love the process but you have to end up falling in love with yourself at the end of the day because that's going to make everything so much fucking easier which if is you, fucking
0: tough it is it really is <laughs> it's really hard like really people
2: are out there like trying to get big asses and stuff. I'm like, I've always had a, I've always had a butt. I literally turn sideways without lifting and I have a fucking, it looks like a <laughs>
0: fucking dump I'm, truck. Mine regressed. <laughs> like, I, I have, I'm like, Oh, but, but, <laughs>
2: and then, and then you just got to fall in love with yourself and then fall in love with the process. It makes things so much fucking easier mm-hmm. by like a thousand percent.
0: Find someone to guide you that makes it fun for you. Yes. That's really important. Yeah.
2: Um, so, Another th- a question that we get quite frequently is like what do you do one when you plateau but two when you stop loving what you're doing and the way that you're lifting like how do you combat that kind of stuff
1: Um well when it comes to a plateau I, like I'm just a stubborn person by nature maybe it's my capricorn rising maybe <laughs> um I don't know um but like i was plateaued on squats for like, at like 225 for over a year and in at, again i only had bodybuilding.com and the forums to go off of so i would just come in the gym and like three times a week i would squat 225 as much as i could and call it good and then once i like wised up a little bit i took to reddit instead of just bodybuilding.com that was God like
2: r/fitness oh. reddit Oof. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But I was like, okay, all right, structured lifting program. And so that was a big shift for me to break out of a, to break out of plateaus. It's either like more work sub maximally is honestly, usually the answer work more sub maximally do more accessories. And sometimes like, and and the the approach I took to my bench when it plateaued is I just quit benching altogether. I started doing accessories, so many accessories and then my bench exploded. Um, so, you know, it's sometimes you got to take different routes to get there. Um, what was the other half of the question? I got sidetracked.
2: <laughs> I already forgot. Oh, uh, well, like when you get bored with uh, programming, like because inevitably, as human beings, we're gonna get bored yeah. at some point. So, like, okay, you've plateaued, whatever. Like you, you've just described that, and that honestly, perfect fucking answer. But yeah. when you start to get bored with the things that you're supposed to be doing, how do you combat that?
1: I usually start with why. I ask myself why. Why do I feel like this? And only this is what I need to be doing. If it's like, for instance, right now, you know, I have a hardline date, bodybuilding show. It doesn't matter if I'm bored. I'm going to show up and do it anyway, because I know that there will be an opportunity for some freedom afterwards. Now, if we're talking kind of that no man's land in between when I was powerlifting and when I was bodybuilding, I just started exploring new modalities. I fucked around with some Olympic lifting, which I'm not very good at. Um, But it's fun to try what it, i'm not good at it either but it's fun to try <laughs> it is fun to try uh they're humbling <laughs> <Yeah>, very much <laughs> yeah uh but i fucked around with like some hot yoga um that was how i found spin is because i was like man i'm really tired of my prescribed cardio but i still want to get that cardio in so i'm just gonna try some new modalities
2: yeah for sure i do want to take a second with cardio because I, f- I feel like we've gotten to this place somehow I don't know why, I don't know how, but where <laughs> nobody, okay, like nobody likes doing cardio. Okay, like first and foremost, like oh. I don't think that any of uh, very many people actually enjoy doing cardio, but I feel like we've gone like to the whole entire opposite extreme of like, you don't have to do cardio first of all, it's good for your cardiovascular health and that's why you should be doing it Mm -hmm. anyway. But like, what are some of like your favorite types of cardio and how often do you implement that into your training?
1: Well, and backing up just a little bit, cardio is going to make you better at lifting, which is what I keep in mind when I really don't want to make myself do it. It's going to increase my work capacity. I'm going to be able to lift more for longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I just switch around modalities. So like I said, I really like the spin classes because it's 45 minutes of torture um, But you're doing all kinds of like weird shit, so you don't even notice that you're being tortured really till it's over. Until
0: uh, <laughs> so you have to get off that tiny ass bike seat.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, "What the fuck did I show up here for?" My ass hurts and my legs are tired. What <laughs> happened care. here? What just happened? Um, I'm I'm a stairmaster kind of hoe. I'll be on the stairmaster all prep. Um, again because it's hard and they've got the little like intervals in there, so it's not just like straightforward. Yeah. Trudging. Mm-hmm. Um, I also occasionally I'll get it in my head that I really want to be a runner. And so, like, I'll do that for like two weeks and then I'll be like, ah, I'll be, uh, catch me on the Stairmaster. I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, what's funny about that is I've got, uh, I'm actually training somebody to do a half marathon and she's so fucking competitive. And I'm like, dude, the, you're literally, this literally, the time doesn't matter. None of this fucking matters. None of this fucking matters right now. You literally need to just get the miles in. And she's like, I know, but like, I, I go, it, this is literally a half marathon. It's not a sprint. Like, you can't just, like <laughs>
0: you got 13 miles. You're going to blow go.
2: yourself out in mile one and two, and then you're going to be fucking dead for the rest of it. Like, yeah. you, 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 you got to fucking temper those expectations. I think that like people also um, will sleep on walking. Oh, like wow. literally just going for a walk, still cardio, by the way, you're yeah. your heart yeah. rate, that's Good what cardio joints, is. joints, by the way. Yes. You got
0: shitty knees, you can't run, go take a fucking Do walk. your legs hurt?
2: You should go for a walk.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does your back hurt? Because you're not using it the way you should be using it. Yeah. Why do your knees hurt? Because you're not using them the way that you should be using them. I've been doing physical therapy because I had surgery two months ago and I'd like the amount of people older than 50 that are in there for like joint problems because of neglect is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As someone that I'm not super young because I'm 34, but as someone that's still young enough to tell you like fitness is fucking important. Fitness is fucking important. Yep. And that's why for 30 years down the line when you're starting to be old as fuck.
2: I think especially for women, too, that it's important to keep the conversation going about how important lifting is, specifically for women. Um, Because, like, we are, in my opinion, the better half of the species, but...
0: We're biased, (laughs) I agree. But
2: we all, our bones and shit honestly deteriorate totally differently than our male counterparts
0: yes and that's why lifting is important and there is a lot of scientific proof that shows that yes. lifting weights as a woman or FM or if you have x chromosomes if you don't own a y chromosome lifting is really important for your bone health because mm-hmm. as we age so i don't know why it's got something to do with our hormones and probably growing a small human yes. um hormones I'm, are fucking stupid Fucking dumbest shit ever like <laughs> we could (laughs) cancel things could it be hormones and like specifically ours (laughs) all of them like the stress we have to
2: train completely differently because of our fucking hormones just because we
0: bleed out of our fucking orifices once a month (laughs) it ruins my entire life for one week out of the month it's fucking ridiculous that's why i have an iud but anyway um like osteoporosis is a big issue when you have x chromosomes and you get older because your bone Mm. density changes and that like we're not the first people to say it there have been thousands of people before us, there will be many more after us that will tell you that science backs up bone density related to heavy weightlifting. Heavy weightlifting. Dr. stacy Sims has talked with mm-hmm. us about it. And you know, she's like only given a TED talk and is the world <laughs> authority on female training. Yeah. Like, um, so it's again for the people on the internet that think that, oh, women, women with opinions, they don't know shit. We're not the only ones fucking talking it's not about opinion, it. it. It's, it's factual and fucking science. It's <laughs> science. <laughs> But Uh, it's, it's super important and it's great for your joint health. And if you have ever had to go to physical therapy after having surgery, you will see a shit ton of people with shoulder and knee problems.
1: mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, and also also good for your neuroplasticity. And let's say, if you've ever had anybody elderly in your life that has struggled to get themselves up and down off the, off the fucking toilet, reach up to the cabinet, like, I want to be semi-independent for a majority of my life. And I know that this shit's going to carry me, carry me through, you know, I've been pissing vinegar my whole life.
0: That shit ain't stopping when I hit 70, if I make it that far.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) um, Talk about a little bit too, how important, um, like doing what you do and lifting and showing up for yourself all the time, what that's done for just like self-esteem confidence, um, mental health.
0: Yeah. If there's one thing that isn't talked about enough on the internet is bitches talking about self-confidence and self-esteem with each other, because apparently yeah. the world wants us to rip each other down because they know that if we band together, they're fucked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so What's crazy is that I've literally never experienced that. And especially not in the weight room. If there's any kind of bitches that are supportive, it's other bitches in the weight room, dude. Yep. Uh, well, do you want to get really nitty gritty and in our feels this morning?
0: Yes, let's do
1: All right, great. So I was an addict, and I'm not just talking about like, oh, I hung out at my mom's house and she was miserable. I'm talking about like on the streets, homeless, in the real nitty gritty of it. So when I got clean and sober, um, I had nothing. I had one flip flop, an oversized T-shirt, and no friends, (laughs) and absolutely zero self confidence, absolutely nothing. So, so that's really when the gym became a pastime of mine, is because I had a lot of free time and nowhere to go and needed something productive to do with my time. And what lifting weights showed me is that I am capable. I am more than just how I look. I am more than even my past, you know what I mean? Um, And, and so confidence isn't just how I'm fitting into these clothes or how I look today, which had always been an issue for me anyway, even in my youth, Um, you know, but, but it's, it's about how capable I am, how independent I can be, what I can accomplish um, and proving to myself that I'm capable, not even to, to anybody else. Don't get me wrong. Gold medals and trophies are awesome. But but that's one day out of the year. There are 364 other days that I got to show up for me.
0: But also high 10 for fucking beating addiction. That shit's hard. I'm an ex-teenage alcoholic. So um, I used to. Medicaid as a kid with weed and beer and boys and boys were my form of validation in high school. Uh, the, the show Euphoria probably could be a biography. Like <laughs> Rue and I, I, she does opioids. I drank and smoked pot, but lots of similarities. I can't watch that show because it's <laughs> too fucking real. Yeah. Um, but like, when people are like, "How do you get? How how did you become from? How did you come from someone that hated themselves more than anyone to someone that?" is proud to be where they are and who they are. And it's like, you know how many times I've almost fucking died mm-hmm. either by someone else's hand, something completely out of my control or my own hand. Like you have to really learn how to love yourself to talk yourself out of that shit.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that that's something that unless you're in the gym and you're actively working on yourself, and you're actively doing something for yourself, because in my opinion, Being on a fitness journey of any fucking kind, regardless of what it fucking looks like, because obviously, as we know, it's very individual. But that is an act of self-love that Mm -hmm. no one else can provide to you and no one else can fucking take away from. And I think that like the most important thing that I've ever learned about myself has always been something that I, oh oh my God, I fucking actually did the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, a lot of times it comes in the form of running. So like nine miles was the hardest fucking thing I ever did mentally. But that competition with yourself and the act of love for yourself is like the best fucking thing you can provide to yourself. And nobody can fucking take that away from when you.
0: When you are the only yeah. person to bet on and you go all in on yourself, that is shit that no one can ever take away from you. And, and people honestly, better people, be fucking
2: scared of you because well, they
0: are, woo! they are because <laughs> there are a few things that are more frightening than someone that isn't fucking afraid of anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously af- I'm afraid of a lot of things. Yeah. I have anxiety out the ass. I'm not it's afraid like, of myself but, anymore though. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> if it comes down to me versus you, I'm betting on me and I ain't fucking losing. Like, right. Yep. You, you, uh, if you have, and this isn't a knock on anybody that's had a comfortable life, I'm glad you had a comfortable life, but if you come from a rough fucking like upbringing, these are things that either will break you to the point where you leave or you fucking learn how to beat it and it makes you iron fucking clad. Mm-hmm. You have to,
2: in a way, fall in love with persevering, mm-hmm. even yeah. when shit's fucking hard. You know what
0: I love? When someone says, I don't think you can do that, coming back five minutes later and be like, you fucking watch me. What? I did it. <laughs> yeah. I did, it. did you see it? I did it. I just wanted to come back and tell you I fucking did it. Piss off.
2: And I think that I think that I see that I've seen that in myself and in other people more often in the gym than I have in any other space in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Definitely, Um, You always are going to end up surprising yourself, whether it's tomorrow or it's a month from now. Yep. You you versus you is the biggest competition you're ever going to have in your whole entire life
0: i mean you're the you're the only person at the end of the day that can either gas yourself up or bring yourself down. yep <laughs> that's it like tld whether or not pre-workout in nut is nutshell. involved in that is yeah. up to you <laughs> yeah that's fine caffeinate as much or as little as you like some people love it some people don't that's your prerogative but like i, I it really pisses me off when i see somebody feeling themselves online because i know you know, we all, the three of us know how difficult it is to put something out there on the internet like that, especially something where you're being vulnerable and you're trying to make a connection with someone in the hopes that you might reach them and help them. Mm-hmm. That shit is frightening. Yeah. We dropped an episode two weeks ago where we went into some very dark, deep water.
2: Oh, by the way, we got several comments yesterday on the live about like thank you for doing that episode.
0: well i'm glad because yeah. that <laughs> shit was hard to make and i was stressed the entire week like every monday yep. when we drop an episode like that i like disconnect from everything because i'm already afraid of what people are going to think about the things that i have to say because i know that they're not normal <laughs> i know that they're scary <laughs> i know that they're morbid and i know people just generally don't want to hear about it but like because
2: it's not normal it's not widely accepted to talk it's, about it's, it's deep
0: yeah story. it's still taboo and it's like you know what talking about how you feel shitty to the point where you think you might want to kill yourself isn't a taboo subject at all. No, (laughs) it's not. It shouldn't be. It should never be. If someone makes you feel bad for voicing that, find new friends. Yeah. Call a therapist. But like people, the one thing that pisses me off so much is when someone is truly proud of something that they did and someone shows up to shit on their front lawn. I hate
2: that shit. What do you do when stuff like that happens? I mean, we live online. That's that's what we do now. That's like Part of our lives. Like, I mean, it's how our social do you, existence. Like, when some somebody comes up and like just takes a giant fucking duke on your lawn, when you're like fucking proud of what you've been doing, like how do you combat that?
1: Well, like for me personally, I don't like we've already said, like nobody can take away what I've accomplished from me. And, mm. and the fact remains that like, it's so cool to have built like a social media presence, but at the end of the day, if, uh, all the phones in the world blew up where they're sitting right now, 45 pounds is still gonna be 45 pounds and I'm still going to, you know, what I mean? and you're still the same person. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It does not detract from my self-worth at all. So, so like. You know, I know it's so cliche, but it's really more of a, a reflection of who they are and where they're at and whatever. Because and it's true, I used to be
0: that person when I was angry at myself. I took it out on fucking literally anyone else, and sometimes that was MySpace comment sections.
2: Right. Oh.
0: MySpace. Fuck. Because we're old. This is a podcast by old.
2: People. If you don't know what MySpace is, Google is.
0: <laughs> MySpace is what happened it- after Facebook, but before, long before Instagram yeah. took a
1: foothold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. The other old conversation- people on the internet, that should be like an entire episode We do something
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think about MySpace Cringe um, <laughs> But the other, it. The other it. Conversation, Backing it back up just a little bit The other conversation that I was having with my husband's son Who runs track, also an athlete, right But he was pissed off about this guy that was talking Shit to him at practice, and I was like Why is this dude living in your head Rent free, You like You want to get the best of him, but he done already got the best Of you, my dude mm-hmm, so- mm-hmm. I'm big on not not giving other people even the power to touch me and having those conversations with other people. Why does this person have so much power over you? Why are you? You're making a decision to let them. Yeah.
2: I think, I think that that is a fucking brilliant way to put that because. uh, The
0: best revenge is acting like someone doesn't exist in my book. Mm -hmm. The way you make
2: shit go away is by not giving them power and you're giving them power by acknowledging the fact that they got to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I when I I'm a huge thumbs up person that's my new fuck you. Good for you fella or gal <laughs> I gave or non-binary a up on pal. The the like other day. <laughs> you didn't get to me and i'm not gonna let you fucking take away from my day because you are miserable that's not a me problem that's a your side of the street shit and you, don't you can keep know it. us
0: you don't know what we're right. actually abuse context is fucking important and job. the
2: only person in your life that knows the context of your life is fucking you so
0: <laughs> it's like Let's man go. you're opinionated about things it's like yeah gee i wonder why maybe it's because i've lived through them and i've realized how fucked up they are like <laughs> right. you ever have that thought? (laughs) Oh, this bitch is complaining a lot. Well, maybe she's making a fucking point. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Um, So I think that we should do actually another episode soon with you because this has just been fun.
0: Alex Edwards, just another fit chick on TikTok. Quadzilla on the Instagram. Badass bodybuilder, badass powerbuilder, badass human. Yes. With some of the best blue hair I have seen in a long time, I fucking love your mint blue hair. Space it's great. Buns. Yes, space on for life. I need to just do one giant space bun since <laughs> half my head is shaved. Um, but thank you for coming on, talking about progressive overload, and bitching about shit with us because obviously we always talk about things that make sense, but then bitch about things that yeah. don't make sense. Sure. <laughs> At the same
1: time. plus. Sure. <laughs> hey.
0: <all> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Make sure that you, if you're not following Alex, that you go follow her. Uh, literally my favorite follow. She's the person that we're always talking about on this podcast. I feel like for the last month, it's been every single episode. <laughs> like if
0: So check the show notes. So if you don't know so how go. to find her, you can do that. Um, you
2: can always send us an email. Hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. Follow us on all the socials. We're at MeatheadTestKitchen
0: everywhere, except for
2: Twitter. We're at MTKStaff. Twitter sucks ass i left and came back and i'm
0: already deciding on whether or not i want to leave again
2: i check it once a week because i don't fucking have time for that shit um we also have merch go fucking find it at shop at herdatmedia.com shirts and hoodies and
0: backpacks oh my
2: and we have some programmers so head over to me and if you want some fucking direction check out Sadie <laughs> send us an email and shit we love you very much thank you for tuning in every single week and we will see you next week we Bye. had
0: test kitchen out. out join Sadie and Sasha every Monday helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less MTK a Huda Media Production